that's okay. We don't mind sniffles. Right, welcome everyone to Where There's a Will. We've upgraded our setup. We are now microphoned. Hey. Hey, this is my guest today. Uh, well, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh yeah, this is me, I'm Cassandra. I recently graduated from the Games Academy, where probably know Will from already. Maybe. Maybe. Once hmm. I have an audience, perhaps. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've still yet to release one, so I'm right. thinking this will be the first. Oh man, pressure's on. Big pressure. Oh big, shit. Big pressure. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Yes. Okay, yes, cool. Yes. Cool. That's good. Say whatever the fuck you want. Uh, controversial opinions may be challenged, but they are allowed to be said. But that's why we're here. Exactly. To discuss them. Exactly. Disgusting. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, so yeah, you've just graduated. Yeah. Uh, from Falmouth. Yes. What was your course again? Um, I did game development art uh, on right. the games course. My course didn't exist then. In, yeah, the Games Academy. No, it didn't. <laughs> I came here and there were about, in my year, there were about 190 students. And then the year before me were less than that. And then the year before that was even less. And now so, there are what, like 600? Yes. Now there's about 600 and you all live in a warehouse in a tiny, tiny, tiny little room. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've, come far. Yeah, it's come a massive way. It's, I'm, Unfathomable in a lot of ways. Didn't even have the game art course no, exactly. when I started. That only came in when I was in my second year. Yeah, so that's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got more fucking artists than we know what the fuck to do with. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. So people seem to be working around that quite well, though. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't know how the game art course is going now, but we had a few hiccups. I hope that's been sorted out. Yeah, it was a brand new course. Of course, we had some yeah, hiccups. Yeah, of course. But, um,. We are working on it. Yeah. As a student representative, I am... I'm, You're on it. Yeah, I'm trying my best. <laughs> trying my best. You were also a student rep. I was for three years. Which is kind of how we met. Yes. Yeah. No, it is exactly how we met, isn't mm. it? Yeah. I mean, I don't Rep know. meetings. We had meetings up, um, uh, up by the um, Stannery before. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we organized they, they, our own were, little... they were up there before they were down in the Games Academy, I think. Yeah, and there was, um, who, uh, Spooks organized a bunch of like... No, we also had life drawing together a few times, I believe. When was that? Or maybe we didn't. I don't think we did. We're not in the same year. I don't remember. I just remember that. We walked and talked a few times up there. I don't and know. It must, it must have been, it must have been student rep meetings. It must have it been must student have been. rep meetings. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I might have just randomly seen you and been like, you are a stranger. Oh, Say hello to strangers. We're doing great here, guys. We're doing so good. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. It's like, especially in Falmouth, it's so small. It is. That it's tiny. You never know when. Like, I, I went to a, a house party the other day on Sunday, and um, I'd gone to work in the daytime, and when I got to the house party, someone who showed up, I was like, Wait, you were at the train station this morning, weren't you going to Truro? And she's like, yeah, I was. That's weird that, like... Why do I have a strangely meeting you here? Like, 
Nice. It's too small a place. <laughs> you never like more than a person removed from everyone. Yeah. Anytime I add someone on Facebook, I'm like, wait, you're friends with who? It feels nice though, doesn't it? Because that means like everyone is so open to to meet new people. And you, just, yeah. And you just have a string of people who know each other. You're never completely yeah. different courses. You're never too far removed from someone to have some common ground, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. So you're you're now. Graduand. Yes. No, graduate. 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 Graduands are those who haven't had their their ceremony, isn't it? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that's. But that sounds like a cool word. Weird quirk of English. If you're (laughs) if you've finished university but you haven't had your graduation day, you're a graduand. Okay. And if you have finished your graduation, you're a graduate. Oh man, I learned so much new stuff every day. There you go. Hmm. (laughs) Like the other day, I learned what the why the salute is like. You, you're facing your palm oh, out. It's because uh, the knights had the the helmets, so they would open them up, oh. and that's why that's why the salute is like. Why is yeah. So why is the navy down then? I don't know. Right, Someone more things need nothing. to be found out. I need to, I need to research that. Need to do more salute research. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, you <laughs> have you have recently graduated, yeah. and now you are doing something very cool. Still in the school. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you explain to the, the lovely people what, what happened and, and how you managed to get yeah. this, this gig? So, we, the mic. in the mic, in the mic, I'm here, hello. <laughs> so, um, how do I explain this? Uh, the Games Academy works in a way where in the third year you get to choose your team that you work with. So I picked my team, uh, we made a game, which we were really excited about, and then there's a funding that you can apply for when you're a recently graduated student. Uh, it's called Transfuser. So you have to fill in this form. You can only be up to six people, but you're allowed to outsource. So we, as a team of six, decided to apply for this and get, like, see if we could go anywhere. We were unopposed, so it all came down to to transfuser actually liking what we submitted. Yeah. Which is really cool. Our game called Psy, by the way. Yeah, plug, um, plug, plug away. Uh, so, they picked us, and basically they it's they give you a grant of £5,000 for the start of June till mid-October. Mm-hmm. So that's how many months is that? June, July, Ooh. four. About Three four, four months, yeah. Uh, and they split they split the fund up though, so you get two thousand five hundred and then you get two thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they basically give you funding. They pay for you to go to events. There was a pitching event in Scotland recently that we went to, which is really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so they paid for us to go to Dundee and participate in an event where there were loads of lo- loads and loads of tables. Every team had their own table. You had a number. And they had, I can't remember how many publishers or industry professionals, but they had a few. And then you had 20 minutes. Everyone on the table had 20 minutes to pitch to mm-hmm. these industry professionals. And they'd give you amazing feedback. Like, they'd listen or they'd just start a conversation with you. They were just, like, genuinely interested in what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that, and it was really cool. And we've come back now to implement all of that feedback all that we got. All those changes. All those changes. And how's it going? How would you say the project is running so far? It's going pretty good. So we took 
the game that we did in third year, uh, but we decided... It was really cool, by the way. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> the Studio Mutiny, at Studio Mutiny, you find us there. They've got uh, great Instagram presence <laughs> and, and, and a whole website developed. They were the, the inspiration for my team this year's, like, marketing... Oh. Oh. Stab, because I was like, why not? They did such a good job of it, and like, they weren't a like gigantic team of people, so. Oh, it's good enough to do. You don't need fourteen to fifteen people. We started out as, how many were we? We were about. You had a super team, didn't you? Yeah, we were about twelve or thirteen, I think. But you know, things happen sometimes. Even if you've worked with most of the people before, there might be. New conflict clashes. that happened, so we decided to be grown up about it and split off. And all of us are still friends now. The people who split off from us uh, are helping us currently with creating assets that we can't create ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sometimes you just sometimes it's just healthy to to leave. And yeah. Do separate things. Mhm. Mm um, but yeah, yeah, so you've taken this game and you. So I've taken this game finished the third year and handed out a game which if I remember when I play tested it it was like it was really cool and everything yeah. was like really like it was a really nice vertical slice but like as far as I remember it there was like little in terms of actual stuff to do in the build yeah so I mean there's a lot of stuff going on but it was a very ambitious project so you know sometimes when you start designing something you start off with one mechanic mm -hmm. and then it kind of grows and takes on a life of its own and it yeah. kind of gets more it gets out of control mm -hmm. so you have way too much stuff going on a story is implemented like half a year into the project and you only have four months left and you're like ah <laughs> what do we do so the story wasn't quite there like we had dialogue and everything but there was a dis weird disconnect with what you were doing and how the story was playing out because mm -hmm. it was like a it was like a wave-based defense game where you were running around with different abilities. Uh, so we scrapped that. Okay. We, we kept we kept the message of our game, like machines destroying nature yeah. and like deforestation and how one person can't solve a problem on their own mm -hmm. and misinformation can cause more problems, whatever. Uh, and we created a more linear game. So you start off and then you play through the forest in sections and you unlock um, more powers yeah you, you, yeah i think it's later that's the goal but right now you already start off with everything you've got with of everything you've got so you just play from from one section to the other and then you progressively learn more about what's going on and what's happened to the heart of the forest like where has it gone why are these robots here etc yeah, I think that's uh, something a lot of people don't understand about like game development is yeah. that like the idea you start with is never the idea it's you end with. It's never then the idea you end with. Like you can, the mechanic and the core of the game can still stay the same, but you you just need to realize that you have to let go sometimes. You have to be able you, to pivot, yeah. right? You have to be able to cut away what's yeah. not serving the core purpose yeah. of the game. Like if you're if you're if you, if you've got I don't know. A crafting system in your game and then you also go and put like uh, I don't know, like uh, an upgrade system in your game uh, players are going to derive from your game what you are putting the most importance on so if the crafting system was the most important thing and 
all the player does is deal with yeah. upgrading their character, then they're going to think upgrades are the most important thing, and you've yeah. moved away from your main idea, which might be okay, which might be really cool. But then you have really to just cool, change your focus, right? Which exactly. That's what happens when you play test. Mm -hmm. So if you have different features in your game and people latch onto one of them, which isn't really what you want them to focus on, then maybe what your idea of what you like your game to be isn't what it should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's not what people want. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of have to work around that. You can still keep your idea of what you want, but make it less important because mm -hmm. that's what makes it boring for other people when they're playing when they're doing something they want to do but they're not allowed to do that thing yeah right that's frustrating it's for really players. frustrating for players and we've got that a few times uh, and that's why going to scotland was so important to us because you get such genuine feedback and like we we've made this lush beautiful environment but it goes against everything that we want the game, game to be about it's about destruction and it's about like mankind destroying the beautiful nature that we're making mm -hmm. so we had to cut a lot of it out create more horrible looking <laughs> assets like burnt trees and chopped down uh, chopped down trees and uh, branches everywhere and like animals fleeing and yeah, I think dead on the ground you know and that kind of it solidifies our message a lot more than what was already there because the druid is walking around and she's like, there's something wrong, like there's machines everywhere, but you don't feel... Yeah, it's a disconnect. Yeah, you don't feel like there's a reason for them to be there because everything still looks beautiful. Like, yeah. Why is she so upset when there's no destruction here? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, what is she... What, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a disconnect there, right? Where yeah. it's like the player is running around this beautiful, lush environment and the player character is it's saying, like, it's all gone. What's going on? Like, and they're dying and they look beautiful. Like, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's something that you have to be very cautious of, right? Is like, if you have your assets might be beautiful, your textures might be wonderful, but... If it doesn't serve the main purpose of your game, exactly. then what are they actually doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a tricky one. All it takes is for for one person to say it, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> you're point. right, you're absolutely right. We're completely off track here. Yeah, I think that's where having like a... Yeah. Leaving your ego at the door in playtesting is really important, yeah. right? Because you could easily go into that and be like... <gasps> no, because like you don't understand because yeah. it's my environment and it's supposed to be beautiful but it's like if the players are connecting with your game if and you seeing a problem yeah. you need to take that on board and listen and they might not necessarily know the language to actually correct the problem I think no, a lot of times exactly. they don't but they are highlighting something that you should look at and that we have to like yeah. pay attention to otherwise they wouldn't be saying it like yeah. so like we had we had a playtest earlier after we went to Scotland a few weeks ago, and Hi you know Heidi, mm -hmm. our um, Heidi the legend, the legend, our receptionist slash. She just does all she, the she admin just, of the games. She's academy. just a, she's an angel. She does all the admin. The saint, the saint yeah. of the GA. She's beautiful. She played our game, and she doesn't play games. Mm. And she was the only person out of all of them there that was like reaching her hand up, like I want to see more destruction. They're <laughs> like. You know what, Heidi? You're you're right. We need to do it. There's this little thing. Oh. It really wants to stuff really wants to set up a yeah. Oh, I'm gonna pause this oh. and then we will we will get back to it. Yeah, right, back at it. 
Oh, we're back already. So, uh, sorry, technical difficulties. It's the first time we've uh, used microphones on a podcast. So, oh, unmuted. Unmute. Oh. 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 What does that mean? Oh, what's happening? Hello. Hello. Is it recording anything? Right now it's muted. Now it's unmuted. All right. Oh, right. Back in the room. Right, technical, technical difficulties. Amazing. Uh, so, you were saying, Heidi, who doesn't even play games, yes. is the only person who's like, why is it not destroyed? Yeah, we want more, I want more destruction. And you're like, you're such an angel. How are you like... You're so smart. Yeah. So I think it's... I think you want more destruction. I think that's one of the dangers of only playtesting with game developers. That's another thing. Which is really easily done when you're in something like the Games Academy. When you're in the Games Academy, because you're not getting any outside people. So, mm-hmm. so getting more people from Amada, like actors or voice actors and dancers and all those kinds of people. Or just anyone, just people really. people in general. Cause I, I just say Amada because they're closer to us. Yeah, I've, I've fortunately I've got a lot of... Uh, like Ellis has playtested my game and he did a Masters in Geology. So like, he's, <laughs> he's a great playtester because uh, he's got yeah. no game dev chops whatsoever. Doesn't understand... I, I've taught him a little bit about it because mm. obviously living with me for a year is enough to have some of it sink in. And never yeah. shut up about this stuff, so <laughs> probably be No, hard. but that's the problem with game dev. You're like constant. You're just constantly thinking about how to solve some sort of problem, no matter if it's within your discipline or if it's someone else's discipline. You're always going to be like, right, maybe this thing will solve the problem, or what if we do this thing instead of that thing? No, oh, I know. I've, I've, uh, my team this year is three people, and we're all on the books artists. Yeah. So I'm programming, designing, programming as well. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's I don't know. I I think it's just it can only serve me well to understand what other people yeah, do. Of it, course. As long as I can get a portfolio together that demonstrates my skills, then I'm not going to be. It's not. It's not. It's not going to hurt to know how to code. No, if anything is going to be better, uh, which engine are you using? Uh, Unity now. You're using Unity. We were using Godot, which is an open source. Oh, okay. Uh, it's quite easy. It's like Python based, mm-hmm. so it's quite um, accessible. But due to um, pressure from the Games Academy uh, right. and the staff there, <laughs> we've uh, we've converted to Unity, and I already see why. It makes so much sense. There's so much support for That's it. Okay. There's a thousand tutorials online, and it's a more industry standard engine, so it's. It's good to learn, it just means I've had a bit of a headache this week trying to yeah. change from Python to C Sharp. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's game dev. If you don't want to have to learn a new program every few weeks, don't don't get into it. <laughs> never stops. Nah, I think you'll be fine, man. I'm excited to see what you do this year, yeah. honestly. I'm really excited for this yeah. year, actually. How many people are you in your team? Three people. Three people? Yes, keeping it nice and small. We might have, well, we should have next week, actually, one of our... One of our artists has a good friend who wasn't available at the start mm-hmm. of the year for some reason or another. He had some kind of issues. I don't know what they are yeah. yet. I'm sure I'll find out. But um, he wasn't around. So, but he's actually a programmer. So mm-hmm. that might take some of the uh, headache off of me and put it onto someone who actually knows how to code, which yeah. would be nice. And then I can focus more on the design aspect of it because I fucking love design. Yeah, it's so satisfying to get like an experience to play the way you want it to. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But ultimately, I really want to get a job in VFX, because that's fun. You've got a really great VFX artist on your oh, team, Oh, yeah, Sean, he's amazing. Honestly, he does everything. He does so much shit. He does lighting, he does 
like he he programs his materials like he, he does shader work he does vfx he, he just he's amazing he does level dressing yeah i don't know how somebody gave shoulder he's job just like no <laughs> he's uh, he belongs to me he belongs, he belongs to, to me us. he makes all of my assets look so good Sean is the asset polisher. Yeah, he's great. He's great. <laughs> so I'll do. Well, I'll make some good assets, and then he'll just place them and put some light on them, and they'll look fucking extra, a hundred times better. It's amazing, and it's so easy to put them in engine and have it look awful all of a sudden it because is. you haven't got someone okay. there who don't, knows how to handle shaders. Yeah. You don't have that person. Yeah. So really lucky. It's really cool. So what does the, the the cycle look like for you now? You did your first year of development on Psy. And then yeah. now you've got another four months, yeah. which is so nearly over, almost, is it? Because yeah, it's October now. Yeah, we're leaving for EGX on the 16th. Are you going to EGX as well? Yes, so Transfuser is sending us to EGX. That's, oh, that's, a, that's a part of the, um, the thing. So Transfuser, like I said, is a UK-based ga games fund, mm -hmm. which graduates can apply to. Is it only a Falmouth thing, or is it? Like no, a, it's, a whole, it's, a it's the whole country. So and you were the only people that applied? No, we were the only people that applied from Falmouth University. Ah, I see. Yeah, so we were unopposed from from our part of the, mm -hmm. the university. Sweet. So I hope that more people apply next year because mm -hmm. they might even send more than one team sick, from the same it? university. Uh, it all depends on what what they like and if they're interested in what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, so they're sending you to EGX. Yeah, they're sending I will be there, so we'll have to we'll have to yeah, team up. Yeah, you'll come. You can come see us. Yes, for sure. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm just going as a as a punter just to. That's fine. Kick I mean, you'll around. meet you'll meet loads of interesting people there. That's what I'm thinking. I might try and bring the microphone and see if I can get some podcasts. Yeah. Going. Yeah. I'll just bring my phone. That's what I've been working on the whole time. Some people. That'd be sick. Yeah. And it's such sweet. a it's such a good like I love the podcast because I. It's so funny, I've been doing it for over a year now. I've been recording them for yeah. over a year now, and I haven't released a single one yet. And I'm going to. Yeah, no, take your time. But are you ready? I, we've already had this conversation. Uh, yeah, but I, it's like. It's uh, true. <laughs> we did it off air, though. It was, it, was, it was very. It was just like, you know, take your time. And I was like, I can't, I have to do it. I have yeah. to release it. It's, it's time. <laughs> Go for it. It's time. But yeah, it's such a good. It's so. It's so um, it's just cheeky. It just lets you have conversations with people. Yeah, you put them out there. And you st other you steal an hour of their time, or like an hour and a half of their time, and it's like people who... It's, it'd be hard to just... Do you know what I mean? It's not... It wouldn't be hard, but... It's so much more exciting to be like, do you want to come be on my podcast, as opposed to... Do you want to go get a cup of tea? Or, do you know what I mean? It's like, people will go for a tea, but yeah. it's less of a... People are on their phones, and people... You know what I mean? It's like... Very rare in one day that we get like an hour to just sit and talk with someone. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been on a podcast before, but it's, it's interesting. It's nice. I yeah. just I just like having conversations. Exactly. Honestly, I just like talking. Yeah. And I hope that <laughs> what I'm saying is coherent and understandable because I haven't prepared for any of this. No, I <laughs> intentionally make sure people don't prepare. I would rather people come as they are. Feels natural. Yeah, feels yeah. more natural that way. Exactly. So anyway, we were talking about your schedule. <laughs> yes. So we're going to EGX now. EGX. Um, European Games Expo. Yes. For those that don't know, it's in London. It's a huge... Yeah, it used to be in Birmingham, but they swapped it to London for some reason. I don't know why. Money, 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 money. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, Transfuser, you apply. They give you mon money for up until the showcase in uh, EGX. So they give you the 5K mm -hmm. for 
developing Apatow EGX. Which is nothing Which for is a game development cycle. Yes, so if you're six people and you're trying to pay everybody, you're not going to give them a lot. No one's getting also, the living wage. Yeah, you also need to pay for outsourcers, you also need to pay for software, you need yeah. to pay for this and that. Yeah. So everything needs to be uh, balanced somehow. So you might have to have a part-time job unless you save money out. But it's definitely worth it. It's such a good experience. Yeah, exactly. Which, um, I mean, it's a nice way for people to... It, it's a nice source of funding that doesn't have yeah. any kind of... Uh, yeah. You don't need to make any money on your project, no, I imagine. No, no. It's like but it's, it's supposed to be something to help you kick off a studio, right? So once you've done the first four months of development, you go to EGX... You showcase it to all of the people that come to visit. Transfuser have their own little booth with all of the people that have been accepted. Mm-hmm. And then you pitch again mm-hmm. to the Transfuser panel. Mm-hmm. And they will decide if you're eligible to get another 25k. Okay. Yeah, so and that's for how long? That For us, that means we get about three more months of development because then we'll all be paid for full-time work. Excellent. Which we haven't been up until this point. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell some people what you've been doing to, like, make ends meet? Because <laughs> oh, it's man. ridiculous. Shit. Like, I worked a care job, but that job was garbage. Like, I love all the people that I visit. Don't get me wrong. I drove around to everyone's house. I, get, I washed them and made them food or whatever. But the management was just shit. Like, I and the can't. pay is awful. Yeah, the pay is awful. Yeah, they don't they don't pay you hourly. They pay you by the time you spend at in each the client's yeah. house. Yeah. So that means if you have uh, a seven to say two uh, schedule, you won't have all of those hours filled. You'll probably only have like four or five hours within that time frame that you get paid for it's just so stupid and then they send you out on another one uh, at like five or four and then you do another like set of six seven hour shifts and you don't get paid for it all but i had to quit it because i couldn't deal with the, the bad management and the pain and all that stuff so i managed to save up some money now i got a job in toast so i work in toast it's pretty nice I'm toast is a club in town yeah toast is a club in town it's really nice and everyone there is lovely, so yeah. at least I'm happy working there. Yeah. And I but you are still doing, people. what, nine, yeah. 9 o'clock till 5 p.m. Yeah. in the Games Academy and then going yeah. home, You're I still... imagine, eating dinner and then you have to go work, yeah. what, 12 till 3? Yeah, I'm still doing the 9 to 5, not getting paid for the 9 to 5 <laughs> studio work, but it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. It's hard, of course, it's difficult, but if you really want something, you just gotta grit your teeth and just prepare you got to grind. Yeah, you got to grind. you got to prepare for whatever hardship faces you, you right? just hope like, this is the hardest want, you ever have to work. Yeah, <laughs> I want to create this company so badly, and I want to work with these people that I work with now. And I've worked with them for the past two years. Like we, we were randomly selected to be a team in second year, and we just got on so well. And then we went on to work together again in third year, and mm-hmm. it was just like, it was amazing to work with them again then. Yeah. Even if we had some problems with other people that aren't in the picture anymore, mm-hmm. so us having the chance to be able to work again for another four months after graduating has just been so good. Yeah, and all of us live in the same house now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. sick. I live so, with uh, 
two of my teammates this year. Yeah. Because I've got one guy who's not technically on the team, but he's part, He's doing. He's helping us with our marketing yeah. and our branding and our stuff. So. So so we have that. We all live in the same house. We're saving money on that. And university is like the games academy is giving us space there for free. For free. In exchange for us to do some some talks on open days or having an, having an open studio is the biggest thing. So. We're going to have a talk soon, at some point, I need to talk to Doug and the, the other tutors. Doug Brown, so, the man who yeah. runs the Games Academy, the yeah. legend. So I need to talk to some of those guys and see when we can have a, a little like, Hello, we exist, <laughs> we are starting a company and we're making a game, come talk to us if you have questions. Yeah. We know Unreal and we know uh, Transfuser, if you're interested in Transfuser. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the biggest thing that we want to do and we want to try and set up workshops or have lectures on pitching and lectures on uh, like technical art that Sean does for Unreal specifically. That's killer, cool, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe I can have some some workshops working in Speedtree since that's like my main School. software right now and you students do have access to it. Mm -hmm. I think there's about, I think there's one or two floating licenses. I don't know if they have any more. No, they don't really need any more. Most people no. don't even know what it is, do yeah, they? Yeah, it's a really good piece of software for creating foliage. Mm -hmm. So I would love to do some talks about that. And also have some sort of lecture or talk about uh, optimization and how to set it up in engine and how to create your LODs and yeah. to good draw distance however so hopefully we'll get that sorted out so we can do that throughout the year mm -hmm. until the next team applies for transfuser yeah and gets our spot yeah steals, yeah. steals your money yeah but, but this so is like a trial thing because they haven't they they gave spaces to the previous egx team but they didn't go on to continue after egx so okay uh we really wanted to do that and we needed a place to stay so they've been so kind enough to give us software and stuff yeah, so if you if you get your grant after this yes. EGX, you will then... We'll continue to work uh, in the studio, because it's free studio space. Yeah, you and can't we have get computers that there, <laughs> uh, And it keeps us from working from home, because a lot of the time if you work from home, you, uh, for me especially, I don't move around, I just sit still on my computer all day, and I get a lot more... I get a lot easier, um, not, I'm not as focused, basically, if oh, I it's get awful. home, right? Yeah, so it's working from home is it's just, nice. yeah. you need to have a special office yeah. or something if yeah, you don't exactly. work from home, and it's... Yeah, don't have that. No. Because I live with four or five people. Yeah, and <laughs> so, you don't have a mansion, unfortunately. Yeah, Yet. Exactly. Yet. Yet. If it works out, hopefully <laughs> it works out, because, yeah, I'd really like to... Keep working with these guys yeah, and do another... Would you... Guys. Start a company, like... Our main goal for our, for our company, Studio Mutiny, is to be uh, sustainable and be a... Independent games company. We want to be an independent, uh, independent games company, and we want to push a message of sustainability and uh, like be more green. Or you don't buy these kinds of products, or uh, you can create your own home compost, and yeah. just... Educate Do it, people. Just doing greener things and shedding light on issues that we have, such as the, our game is about deforestation, and we want to make more games in the future. One of them, 
like about the ocean or what you can do to help the ocean or just shed light on problems that are happening in the ocean right now. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I've I've actually got I I should I should show you afterwards. I've got a whole game idea for yeah. for ocean sustainability. Yeah, because you did uh, for the game jam last this year. You did the polar bear. Game, I did didn't do you? the polar yeah, bear game. Yeah, where the ice is melting. Yeah, which was really really good. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, it was it was funny. I um, that was the first time I ever actually finished a game. Like yeah. that game jam was the first game I'd ever finished, and it was yeah. so rewarding because as soon as I gave it to players. All of them had the intended reaction. Yeah. All of them. There was not a single player. Actually, I say that. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels so good. It feels so good when you get it right. Yeah. And it's so. I mean, this year we're we're uh, we're not tackling uh, environmental issue. I mean, it was an idea that we had, but this year we're going yeah. for like mental health issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, and trying to make a game around that. And well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. We need more games like that. Like, it's so clear right now that the community of gamers that we have like in the world are ready to to play games that tackle different meaningful issues games, and meaningful right? games yeah. like Sinuous Sacrifice is one of our biggest uh, examples because it tackles a certain type of mental health mm -hmm. that's not talked about a lot and mm -hmm. it really puts it's very uncomfortable it really it flings its players into this state of mind that people actually Feel. It's and you can only game? imagine. It's schizophrenia, is um, it? Or... I don't remember specifically what it's called, but she has, she has voices in her head, and she she imagines things, and she copes with her problems by uh, creating these uh, demons, demons to, fight. to fight. Yeah. It sounds so like schizophrenia, just from a layman's. Yeah, it could be. I don't. It it has a specific term, but I can't remember, and I don't want to say it wrong. So if you could just look up Hellblade, Tenure yeah. Sacrifice, and at the end of the game when you complete it, it sends you to a page uh, where you can, if you have mental health issues or if there's something that you need to talk to somebody about, there's helplines and everything. So yeah, it's really, cool. really cool. Uh, and we, we really want to create something like that. And there's another game coming out now that's called, what's it called? Um... The tagline is Extinction is Forever, uh, but I don't remember what the name is. It's mm. about uh, it's about a fox and her cubs, and you play through the game, uh, and you see, like, it, it opens with just a wasteland and a garbage truck dumping garbage onto the ground, and these animals are trying to flee from all this destruction and there's forest fires and like animals are on fire running away from it and yeah yeah so there there are more and more people creating games that means something. that means something and are trying to shed light on this issue that's happening because a lot of people don't even realize how bad it is because they're not following the news right yes yeah, it's, it's it's so when how few people yeah. know what's actually going on right like, so when these subjects are brought into like daily activities such as video games people are more likely to pick up on it mm -hmm. and we really want to be a part of that wave of, of companies that create uh, games that raise awareness yeah of issues and just don't necessarily force people to be educated but just make them think 
I think it's one of the great powers yeah. of games that's very yeah. underutilized right now is the ability to educate players without them even trying to be educated in it. You know, it's like yeah. it's it, it you through play you learn of things in the, yeah. so for example like civilization, right? People learn about all kinds of different religions oh, yeah, and all yeah, kinds yeah. of different things that you would never you would never put to you might never have any interest to go and find out about what, I don't know, like, 4th century Taoism was all about. Yeah, exactly. But because you're playing this game... You just learn it. Cause it just goes, goes in, in, yeah. Exactly, and so it's... Yeah. And I think there's a... There's an untapped market there. Massively, not untapped, but... Massively underserved. Yeah. There's there's not enough games about things that matter. That's why games like Celeste... Do you know Celeste? Yeah, I've heard of that game. I've been playing through it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so damn good. I mean, the platforming is fucking amazing, yeah. and it's so satisfying. But on top of that, the whole theming and and the way the game is presented is about like a, a girl tackling with uh, tackling her anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, it's a beautiful metaphor. You climb up this mountain and you you go over the you get through this anxiety that's been crippling her and has yeah. been, she's been struggling with her whole life. And it's never expressly said. Mm. But it's 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 hinted at heavily that she's had like you know problems with panic attacks etc. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the whole thing is her tackling this by climbing a mountain. Yeah. Um, or oh, that's how it feels like for her when she's going through these problems that she has. Like she feels like she has to climb a mountain to to be able to get out of whatever bad situations is she's in. I haven't played it, but yeah. it sounds like a really good metaphor for someone who's struggling with an issue that they have. Like just yeah. the feeling of getting out of that kind of thought process feels like you're just climbing, not, you're not even climbing a little hill, you're climbing straight up. <laughs> yeah, overhanging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a really, I think you're right, I think it's a very underserved market right now, yeah. it's not. It's getting there though, there's a lot of games coming out like that, like Greece, Gris, 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 it's another one, I can't remember, I don't know how to pronounce it, but. G-R-I-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really beautiful, that's another platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of similar to the one you're talking about. What yeah, you call it? Uh, Celeste. Celeste, yeah, it's kind of similar to that where you're playing as a girl who goes through depression. So she starts out in one area, and then as the game progresses, uh, the environment will show you how how she's kind of climbing through uh, this sad part in her life. I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah, as it's really good. Because that's quite similar to the game we're making yes it's very very good but it's all visual like there's no dialogue there's no oh i am gonna get that there's no text everything is done through visuals and it starts out being great and then it finishes i'm not gonna say is that exactly what happens at the end but it's it's like a slow progression and it's like a metroidvania as well so you go through one area something unlocks for you then you go back Mm. and then i'm definitely gonna check this one yeah you should check that one out it's really really good I'm just going to play all the, the deep, meaningful platformers <laughs> and then hopefully my deep, meaningful platformer will yeah. come out quite well. But this is also... These are probably games that are made by independent studios as well. Like, Grease is made by a really small company. This is always but the way, though, But it did very, right? very well because a lot of people relate to these issues and mm-hmm. they need an outlet for it. And yeah. when you have a problem putting your feelings into words and you play a game that's so perfectly like embodies what it is you're feeling you can just direct people to that and explain why it relates to you yeah that would be why and people feel more understood that way yeah like like a game like um 
journey was massive, yes, right? Exactly. And it's about that kind of stuff. Yeah. They yeah. already had a bit of success before that with uh, Flower, uh, which is a really nice game as well about, again, like environment, uh, environmental destruction. It starts off in a field of beautiful flowers and you play as the wind, like pedals in the wind. Uh, and you go through the game and you get progressively more and more into things being industrialized or buildings being built and then at the end I don't know if you want me to say what happens at the end I mean I haven't I haven't <laughs> played it but yeah you can spoil it it's fine yeah, so it's it's what is it like a 10 year old game now like <laughs> yeah it's pretty old basically you start off in a field of flowers and you fly through all of these you just fly as the wind through different flowers and petals and at the end you end up as a house plant oh. in a grey city oh okay yeah yeah that's pretty dark it's really nice though it's yeah. a really good it's a very relaxing game but it also is like a beautiful story shit. as yeah. it were yeah and, and I, that, there's no dialogue in that either it's all about the atmosphere just like uh journeys yeah yeah for sure i think um i think i think i've made a f uh at least that polar bear game and a few other games i've made is like yeah. okay these are just depressing games i need <laughs> to make a game with like a message of somewhat positivity <laughs> yeah. which is why i think we're making the game we're making now which is uh we haven't got it laid out properly yet. But no, like, but you have an idea of what you want. Right? Massively, yeah, yeah. So the idea is that we want to use platforming and the m metaphorical feeling of doing certain things in platforming yeah. to represent how it feels to move through conditions like depression, like anxiety. Yeah. And there's a there's like a central hub world, which is like based around your the the player character's grandmother's house, mm -hmm. and you embody. Uh, persona, which is the the mind palaces, the, the the we're calling her Jessica for now. Yeah. Jessica's uh, biggest childhood fear, and so we're we're coming up with designs for it. But at the moment, it's like oh, a little really doll. Interesting. Yeah. And so you are the manifestation of her biggest fear, and her imaginary best friend comes into the subconscious oh, okay. and comes and talks to you and says, "Look, things were so much easier when you were her biggest fear." Because you, you weren't like an actual. Well, and and now now she's got all these other things that are yeah. fucking up her mind, and you need to get back on top. And so like the whole, it's yeah. it's it. We want the actual player characters, like the the imaginary best friend and the uh, the childhood worst fear, to be. Uh, you want them to work together to solve. To 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 move yeah. through these these things, and rather than it being about like I don't what we really don't want to have happen is it be like a cuphead. Here's the depression boss, and there's a bunch of tentacles that fight you. No, 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 no. <laughs> like we've got some ideas, uh, or like, and and so one of the ideas is that is there's a platforming section that we have to be very rigorously play tested, so it's not just frustrating. But the idea is that the the stats you're assigned with at the start of this challenge, yeah. you can't finish it with. You have to make your way through it, knowing that it's unfinishable. But the point is that you're trying. Mm -hmm. And then it's about repeating this process over and over again. And um, the metaphor we've got right now to work with is like that really cliched metaphor of depression being like a black dog. Mm. That every day you wake up and it's a different size, right? Well, so for this section, perhaps, we're not sure yet. We need to test everything. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you're taking this dog for a walk. When you start, it's massive. So it's really slowing down your jump. You can't make it across certain jumps. And every time you, every time you fail, the dog changes size. Okay. And so you, you as the player have to accept that this time I'm not going to be able to get through it, but maybe I can find out something about this level that I couldn't find before, and that will help me when I eventually do finish it. And then when yeah. you do finally move to the point where you're 
you finish this 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 session, then you have a little dog that follows you around for the rest of the game. So it's not about defeating this no, thing. No, it's about coming to terms with it and then and moving living through with it. it. Yeah. yeah. And then so the whole the whole game is culminating to this point where there's like a some kind of childhood trauma. At the moment, we're working with the idea that like her and a friend went to a creek that they weren't allowed to go to, and then her friend got dragged away and she made it out alive. And so she's got this survivor's guilt that's going on, and that's yeah. that's like the main thing that's been yeah. dealing. But like to so get she's to made that, it such an integral part of her life, like she can't she can't get over it. It's, yeah. it's always a thing that comes back mm-hmm. to to pull her down when she's achieving something because she's the one who survived. And yeah. The other person. Sort so, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I that, can, can see it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so like, but the whole point is that you start out like so. The tutorial level we were thinking was going to be. Um, like a phobia, like a sphere of spiders. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, we can't tackle any of these big things, these big problems yet. Mm-hmm. It has to go steadily through. We'll do, we'll do something small. Like the imaginary best friend is basically going to be your guide, yeah. and then the the player character will probably be somewhat silent, if not entirely silent. Mm-hmm. Not sure yet, but um, but yeah. So you start out on like the tutorial, but the tutorial is like, well, we'll tackle something easy, like her fear of spiders. Yeah. And then uh, at the end of each session instead of it being like a checkpoint that's like blah bling it's like a little self-care ritual that like the player like embodies so like for the fear of spiders to get over that is like you know you catch a spider and put it in a glass and then for the rest of the game in the hub world this central zone you're you've got like a spider on the mantelpiece or something you know and it's that's showing that you've conquered this fear we want the whole environment to start out really dark and dingy and terrifying and there are all these like broken neurons like passing through areas and somewhat psychedelic in the way that it's arranged etc and then as it's kind of like she she doesn't completely overcome her fears but she learns how to deal with her fears yeah exactly and it's not about overcoming these these no because you can't always solve these problems you can't always just get get you can't always throw them out of your head they're always going to be there you just need to find ways to Exactly. It was like you know. It's like you don't you don't get over depression. It. Yeah, you just of course. Learn to deal with it. Better. Yeah, you learn how to accept how to, it. Yeah, you l- learn how to know what will cause it, or how you can let people know that. Yeah. You're going through this thing right now, and you just need these things to to get through it. Exactly. And then you'll be okay for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's uh. No, it's good because a, a lot of people do have that thing where they're not really they they don't really understand how their mental health works so Mm -hmm. they just spiral yeah and they don't know how to ask for help or they just everything just suffers for it so Mm -hmm. so i do have a psychologist as like a consultant to make sure the game stays not not heavy-handed and offensive um and stays grounded in reality in the way that you actually deal with these these things and i think it's the whole point is going to be to like you know you clean up the mind palace, as it were, you get yeah, rid of all you the. You help her understand. Yeah, you help her turn the lights on in the basement, yeah, and you help yeah. her like move through these different things. And by the end of it, the players explored the whole house, and then you have to go through the the, the back garden gate, down the path, yeah. through the scary forest, and across the river. And then the game is going to end in a very sort of. Yeah. You are now consciously aware of these problems that were and buried got... deep in your subconscious. Yeah. And that's that's sort of the overall metaphor of the game. I really like that. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, and I'm excited to see how you guys tackle it. It's gonna be fucking nightmare on the design no side, I'm way. sure. But I'm so excited to work through. It's worth it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I don't 
want to make another game that doesn't mean anything. Like, mm. I don't... Last year's game didn't mean anything. It was completely thrown together in the last possible minute and just but was... That's, sometimes that happens. Yeah, when, for sure. When but, you're, I don't know, in a team of people that don't understand each other, I guess. Oh, yeah, we had massive interpersonal yeah. problems. I'm not saying year, that though. that's why, but <laughs> I have... From my though. three years at uni, a lot of the times that's what happens when people don't try to to talk to each other or understand what's going on and blame is just being passed constantly instead of trying to understand yeah yeah you just end up what's arguing happening. with each other yeah. over petty things together. as opposed to problems with the game that needs yeah. to be resolved right and it's yeah. unconducive yeah but you know it happens and you learn from it right and you know what you want to do now exactly you know how to tackle it better this time around yeah exactly yeah and it's and i think the thing is the thing like, you learn from this is like the last time for a long time if I do end up getting a job that I'm going to be allowed to be truly creative. Yeah. You know, because once once you have investors, once you have stockholders and those things, it's like, okay, well, I want to do this really like out there crazy game and then all the people that have invested money in you are like, yeah, but is this going to sell? And then... No, the, so how it works is you're not always going to be... Uh, you're not always going to have the same publisher or same investors invest in you. Yeah. You're going to have to go to multiple different ones of course. to see who want to... So if you do have that out there idea, there is going to be somebody that will invest in you but you just need to find them, mm. which is what the hard part is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're going to find one investor or one publisher that's going to stick with you forever. Mm. I mean, if if you are successful, they're more likely to help you out again another time. But that also depends on what that means for them. Yeah. Yeah. Investment. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a whole so, other so thing. Being your own company gives you a lot of freedom in that sense. Yeah, It's for sure. just harder because you have to find the people yourself you're mm -hmm. not going to just be employed at some company and do what the game the company wants to do is yeah. you're going to end up working more to hours you want to do your own thing <laughs> it's yeah. going to be and you're going to have to wear more hats if you're running your own thing yeah. right yeah you are definitely you can't just be easy. the artist yeah. you also have to be able to do someone's got to handle the marketing yeah. someone's got to do the accounts someone's someone got to, to go do this to the event someone to go talk to the people someone yeah. has to go find who to talk to and, and if you're a team of seven people then yeah. the artist is going to have to do that and the programmer is also going to have to do this yeah. and but it's worth it if you have something that you're really passionate about and something you want to share with the world then that little bit of hard i don't know maybe year two years will be worth Ten it years, in the end 25 yeah. years yeah <laughs> all you need is that one person to all you need is that one game, right? Yeah, all you need is that one publisher to invest in you. Yeah. I think as well, there's a really brilliant GDC talk that I don't know if you've seen, but it's, uh, it's, it's what is it called? It's like, it's like how to survive in the games industry without ever making a hit yeah. or something like that. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. I've heard about it. It's excellent. And I re since you're like talking about trying to start your own thing, yeah. I really recommend checking that one out because that one was really... I, I, still remember a lot of the lessons mm. from it. Like some of the things he was saying were like, you don't know what's gonna make the money. No, you don't. Like he was That's talking about thing. a bunch of seasonal games that he made. He made like, you know, people always yeah. say like the Games Academy specifically, like don't make seasonal games. Don't make gimmicky games based on like, you know, like Halloween or Christmas or whatever. 
But this guy was saying, actually, there can be a really like great little like they're not going to make you millions of dollars, but they might and make you, you they might make you a thousand dollars a year at Christmas. Like you don't like and don't like balk at the 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 fact that it took him. Like I think the way he put it was like it took me about three days to make these games, mm. and they sell every single year on Steam. They sell I don't know a hundred copies and making like a few hundred bucks. And when you're only trying to sustain yourself or a small group of people, that might be the difference between the the studio staying afloat and not. You know. Yeah. There's sure. some really great tips in there. I really recommend Ooh, that one. Good. I'll have a look. I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh dear. How long have we been going? Uh, it's 51 minutes. Oh, is it time to wrap up now, maybe? No, no, we still got, as long as you've still got Steam. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're out of Steam, we can wrap up. Though. Well, I'll have to go soon, I think. Well, we might as well wrap up. You might, yeah, let's you let's sure? do the plugs. Let's do the plugs. What's the plugs? We just tell, tell people what you're doing, oh, what, yeah. what your studio is, where people can find you. So, yeah, if you're a game student, we're in the Games Academy, we're upstairs. You can go up the steps and we're on the left side. We're just in the little nook and cranny there. Any questions about design, production, uh, art, animation, anything. If you're curious, just curious to see what we're doing, you can come there. We're Norway, making sign. Norwegian fish. Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of not UK people based people. We have a lot of what's it called? Foreigners. Foreigners. That's the word. Those those yeah. bloody foreigners <laughs> coming over here and stealing our jobs. No. So if you have any questions... <laughs> stealing our grants. Oh. What are they like? Ah, they're mine now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing you can talk about. You've got five minutes. Just, what's, what's it like coming to... Did you did you live in Norway before you lived in oh, England? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we'll touch on that before, before well, we go. What I was going to say is if you are from... If you're not from the UK, then you can come talk to us non-UK residents. And if you have any questions about how we dealt with moving here or finding jobs or so you lived whatever. So you lived in Norway? Yes, I lived in Norway up until I moved down here. Whereabouts in Norway? So I'm originally from the West Coast, but then when I was 18 I moved uh, across the country uh, and lived there for about six years. Towns? Where? Oh, Flore and Grimstad. So... The first one was my hometown, the second one is where I moved for uni the second time, or first time. Then, I moved from there and came all the way down to the ass end of the UK. <laughs> we really Cornwall. are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was exciting. I uh, wish that I had someone to ask stuff before I came here, because I, I ended up getting stuck at the airport in Gatwick because they wouldn't take my luggage. So I cried at the airport for a few hours before I realized there was a train station there so I could take the train down. A nice lady was sweet enough to give me a schedule of all the stops that I needed to go off on and then I ended up in Penryn and realized that there was a massive hill, walked from the train station, I was like, I'll just walk there. No, no. I'm not gonna take my luggage and walk up that fucking hill. Walked Get a back, took the bus. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. Basically, I'd never been, I'd never visited campus. I'd never been in fucking Penryn, but it worked out. It worked Everyone out. Everyone was really friendly. Everyone was very friendly down here, asking you questions and stuff. So yeah, Cornwall's lovely. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. So plug your shit. Plug my shit. We, like I said, we're at the Games Academy. Come ask us any questions if you want. We're a studio. We're called Studio Mutiny. Uh, you'll find us 
with that name if you just at Studio Mutiny on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. So maybe that's it. You'll find our stuff. We have. What are you working on? Yeah, we try to post regularly. We're working on our game Psy, uh, which is like I said, a game about deforestation, and we really want to tackle that problem and, and it raise looks awareness. Gorgeous. Thank you so much. <laughs> We've had a lot of cool outsourcing. Uh, help to create what we've done so it's not just us it's a lot of people yeah but you should take some credit take credit Cass yeah I'll take a little Cass did it all Cass Cass is in charge she's the boss no no, no, no. that's Johnny that's Johnny me I am no boss (laughs) I don't want to die please don't kill me alright well uh, we we will we will call it there um Cass, thank you very much. No problem. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have fun. you on again once you've been to EGX, maybe. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, that sounds fun. Maybe or we could, even maybe we could record at EGX. Wouldn't that be interesting? That'd be fun. All right, bye, people.